Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. And welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve, I'm here with Barrett. Hey, Barrett. Hey, Steve. I'm glad to be back. Sorry I missed last week. I had to go uh, go back in time about, oh, three or 400 years to the Renaissance Festival last weekend, so I was not able to make it, but we had a great time there. Sorry I missed the chat. I did get to watch it. It was really good, and I appreciate you being able to let me do that, and it's good to be back. Welcome. Glad to meet you back in time. Now, time travel can have bad side effects, I've heard, right? I just started running 88 miles an hour, and then my <laughs> and boom, back here I come. Get some flame trails behind your feet to love it. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, welcome. If this is your first time joining. This is our co-op chat. It's our weekly cooperative game chat where we cover some upcoming news and have a fun discussion topic. So, let's... And then this, yeah, discussion topic we're gonna talk about is early birds because I know we talked about that on our Discord. I thought it'd be kind of fun to pull into here and kind of continue the conversation a bit. So we got a poll going. We'll answer that poll. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of caveats to that question I posed. I'm like, well, I can see a lot of maybes and well, yeah. if this, if that, but that's gonna be the fun part of the discussion, I think. That's right. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today? We're talking about early birds. So, yes, early birds. The early bird gets the worm, and exactly. potentially you don't even get the worm if you're not early enough. That's right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, if on a lot of Kickstarter, well, I feel like a lot of Kickstarters nowadays, um, or many of them, I should say, maybe not a lot of them, but many of them do have this, hey, if you join within, if you back within the first, you know, 72 hours, the first 100 backers with the first week of backing this, you will get this bonus. It could be like a cost reduction. It could be um, an alternate art. It could be something mechanical to the game. Whatever, right? It could be. It could vary a lot. Um, but basically, the point is drive attention up front and early, um, and then later on, you may or may not be able to get it, depending on how they set it up. And so, I think this kind of stems from uh, we were talking about the game recently. Keep the heroes out. I have that on the screen there. Um, okay. A game that's currently on Kickstarter because that one had a 72-hour bonus. So if you join within the first 72 hours, you got a Cthulhu expansion for free. If you're outside that window, uh, that expansion you can still buy, but it was like 15 bucks, so it wasn't free anymore. So it kind of incentivized people to jump on with the first 72 hours. Um, and then Baron, you mentioned like Nemesis had a had something like that too. Yeah, actually, this is this is actually a really good topic, and this is the perfect example of this. Nemesis had a, if you backed within the first day, you got a character called the Medic for free. Um, now, the reason why that's a pro is you get a character to play for free. That's fantastic. Now, they did give you the option later to buy it for, I think it was $15, 15 pounds, whatever uh, the the monetary, uh, uh, it, what, what they were doing for it. I think it was pounds. Or not pounds, sorry, euros or something. I don't know, whatever. Uh, the... It, the funny thing is, is I actually, this was like still early in my like, oh, should I back things? I'm not exactly sure. I was still kind of newish to Kickstarter and I saw it. And if it didn't have the alien motif, I probably never would have backed to the beginning. But the issue with this sometimes early bird thing is at that point, after I found the Kickstarter, it had already passed. And so I kind of went, well, I totally missed out on this first time thing. So the medic seems I'm not going to ever play this class unless I want to buy it for 15. And at the time I was like, I, I, I had a, like a small budget for games. I was kind of like, 
I don't really want to know because I still had a lot of other hobbies at the time. Of course, now my hobbies have grown more towards gaming boards than actually gaming in general with other things. Uh, so this wasn't it wasn't something I was thinking about backing. And I almost did not back Nemesis because I missed the early bird pledge. And so having that early bird pledge, I've noticed helps, but it also could potentially hinder. I mean, I still mm -hmm. did back it at the end because it did have the aliens theme. And I was like, ah, oh, this is too close to a cool aliens game. I better back this. I mean, imagine if I didn't back Nemesis. I mean, that's one of my favorite <laughs> games of all time. I mean, I probably wouldn't even be the man I am today if I did not back <laughs> Nemesis. I mean, that's how awesome that game is. No, it's, but it's, it is an interesting thing because you, I wonder how many people they lose out because of having these day one backer things uh, or the 72 hour thing or something. Cause you just don't know. But I wonder on the flip side, if that helps them, because if they can get a strong number at the beginning, they have an idea of kind of what to expect going forward with the game because you have a lot of these pledges, these games, I mean, Nemesis, a lot of the ones we're talking about, I don't think had, were ever going to have an issue backing um, or reaching their pledge level. You know what I mean? Um, but there could have been ones out there that don't have day one things. And they're not sure if they're going to make it. And if they had that day one thing, they'd realize, oh, hey, we got like 90% of our funding in one day. And so most like them, we might get another 10% through the rest of the month or less of the two weeks. So I think we should be good if they had the day one pledge stuff. I mean, Madara, again, I'm, I've, I've never talked about this game. Uh, the second, I think the second Kickstarter they had, they had a day one pledge thing and like they just went through the roof and then they really didn't make much more past that. Like it wasn't, it did one the steady growth. It was just an instant spike and then it just kind of stayed there and kind of a little bit at the end. Because again, with the day one pledge, they, they now knew what they were getting into right. and what they were going to get for the game. So there's a lot of different ways to look at this. Personally, I don't mind day one stuff as long as I remember to get there day one. Yeah, and I think uh, Nick just mentioned this. I think this is the reason for doing it is w w getting that traffic up front draws a lot of attention to it and, and plays the, anal the analytics game, right? And so mm -hmm. it will be get promoted more, you get more people, right? So that first few days of a Kickstarter are very, very important. And it just, it sets the stage for the success for the rest of it. So that's why having some incentive up front um, is desirable from a um, from a um, campaign organizer perspective, right? So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear from that standpoint, why, why do it? And I guess the other side standpoint is from a, a customer base standpoint, um, like us, when we're backing games, is that the good thing or bad thing? Um, and I think there's, Good ways of going about it, and definitely bad ways of going about it as well. Like uh, you just mentioned the the Nemesis one, the medic. Did you say you can get it after the fact if you missed the? You work? could buy it as an add-on for like fifteen uh, monetary what a value of whatever they put their monetary value at. I forget what what it was. Yeah, yeah. So same thing as keep the heroes out, right? In that sense, right? Guess guess who doesn't own the medic? Oh, you don't. I like protested. I, I kind of protested it. I was like, dang it, I didn't get it the first day. I'm not going to pledge this thing. I'm not going to get the medic. That's I, I, I failed to get a day one. I, it just is so hard for me. Like, well, I missed a day one. So now I got to spend 15 on it. I know it's only 15 bucks, but I mean, imagine if it's something else, like a $50 like upgrade kit or something. And it's dang it, I missed a day one. Well, now I feel like it's not worth it to buy it because I could have got it for free. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that is the interesting point you brought up. And I see this coming up a lot. Like, it's not the fact that you can't get it. It's just like, 
well, I didn't get for free, so now I don't want that pro that promotion item, or I don't want the game completely, which is interesting. And Nick just mentioned, I've not backed games because of early birds before. I hate paying more for the same stuff. I understand it. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, I see this come up a lot. Hmm. And and we start talking about other... I mean, there's a lot of ways you can approach early birds as well. Um, uh, Snow mentioned, I tend to miss early birds when I get absorbed into other Kickstarters, and when those fall flat for me, get to a Kickstarter, and I didn't mean to look at, but might find it interesting but with a missed uh, early bird. Yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah, because the early birds, the problem with them, um, and whatever you have, you have to know about it up front, right? And it's, it, there's so many games come out nowadays. It's so easy to miss things all the time, mm -hmm. right? And I know we try to, If it to, wasn't like, for you, Steve, I would miss, if it wasn't for you, Steve, I would miss so many things. <laughs> well, I miss things all the time. And that's kind of why for the, the news section, section, I focus specifically on cooperative stuff because that's a very narrow focus. It's normally like only like three or four games every week. Which is a lot if it's just cooperative, to be honest, right? But like, it it would be so much harder to cover more than that and miss games and I don't know. It's 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 very very easy to miss all this stuff. So Snow had some comments up front that I want to bring up. Um, he said I see it mostly with monetary stretch goal kickstarters just to get to funding and start with the stretch goals to drive the hype through them, which is true. Um, mm -hmm. it says uh, it's for sure hinders when people come late and there was an early bird, um, but. It, yeah, you see it a lot, but I think they gain more people in the early birds, which I think is true, right? Um, the interesting thing about Kickstarter, though, like, you're not committing the money until the pledge ends, or, or the campaign ends, right. right? And so it's kind of a weird weird idea, because, like, there's an early bird, you know, I could just throw money at it, make sure I get within the early bird window, and then, you know, sometime later, I can decide to drop my pledge, right? Um, which is counter to what they're trying to do, Um and you don't lose anything by doing that, but it—I don't know. It's—it's it's a weird situation, right? It's—it's. It's, I don't know. I'm curious how many people actually do that. I know. If, I know. For me, sometimes I'll I'll pledge something that looks interesting to me, but I haven't really taken time to deep dive into it. That's early bird. And later on, I might drop it, but I'm interested up front. I'm not just pledging money just because it's early bird on it. Or on the opposite side, Steve, you've got the people that like, well, I've been jumping on this early bird just so I make sure I get it. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're like working and all of a sudden, oh, it funded. You're like, what fund? Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot I backed this on day exactly, one. Like 28 exactly. days later, this like thing kicks in. Um, <laughs> I know that's happened to me, I think, once. Now I've gotten a little bit better on that. I don't know what game it was that I that happened to. But I, and I've, obviously, I think I probably was going to back it anyway. But I was like, oh, I totally forgot about that game. Uh, but I know talking to Colin, that's happened to him once. He's like, well, I guess I own this game now. I totally forgot about that game. And <laughs> looking sure, at it more, he's kind of sure. like, oh, I wish I He actually thinks he probably should have backed out of a certain game. And I've done the same. Where I'm like, maybe I should back out of this game and then it funds. You're like, well, it's coming. That'll be great. I mean, and I probably liked it anyway because I usually have a tendency to like a lot of games. So there's a flip side where you could potentially forget that you jumped in on first day. So you wonder how many like on both sides that there is. Does it balance right. each other out like the ones that jump in and then cancel last minute or right. the ones that jump in and totally forget about it and all of a sudden, pow, they got a game. Yeah, Nick mentioned that uh, it's a good point here. So the early bird is a symptom of Kickstarter as a whole. It's a pre-order and marketing platform more than an actual funding mechanism for most games, which honestly is true. I think I think uh, Kickstarter started off as being, hey, let's get some stuff funded, but now it's it is the place to look for, for new games, right? It's I mean, there's a lot of companies that have campaigns on there that honestly don't need it, like Simon, for example. Yeah. You they could they could easily just say, hey, I'm making this game, and people 
people would uh, buy it, right? Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. But um, um, yeah, it also depends a lot on how many games you actually back, which is true, right? Sure. Now I think there's yeah. there's lots of different forms of early birds. I want to get into like the ones we've already talked about have been the time based seven seventy two hours. The, those I'm more open to than the one of the other ones I've seen, which is like the first one hundred people backers. Those drive me nuts, right? Because you could be like, oh, I'm on vacation. I'm hiking in the woods. I don't have signal, right? Or worse yet, like, hey, I'm in a different time zone. I'm sleeping. And sure enough, the first 100 people, whenever it happened to go live, jump on it and you don't have a chance. Or you're not going to wake up at 3 a.m. to back a game. That's just just not going to happen, right? So those drive me absolutely nuts. I hate seeing those. I don't see that as being a good thing whatsoever. But I think having a decent window is at least a better option than that. Then there's another version of it, and Freedom 5 did this, that's why I had the image on up here, where if you um, joined a newsletter before the campaign even started, you got a foil version of their cards, which is pretty cool. Now, that was not a mechanically different aspect, but it was just a cosmetic thing, right? But And the, the downside there is I don't think you could get the foil cards in the actual campaign. It was only if you knew about it before the campaign started, which is... <laughs> that's just hilarious you know what happened how far along is this going to be i mean i know GameFound sends you out those things that say like hey this is coming soon are they going to start saying like hey and if you click now you can get like i know they had one where if you like had signed up to GameFound, you got five dollars off but that was whether or not you signed up or not i mean or you were going to sign up anyway to, in order to be part of the platform anyway most likely but right. even like Oh, hey, this game's coming out in two years. If you sign up for our <laughs> right now, you're going to have a chance at an extra little miniature that is sun-dropped for you. I mean, really? I mean, that far out in advance, I guess, to under... I mean, I guess, again, you're looking for how, as a person who, as a manufacturer and a person producing the game, you're looking at support already before the game even launches to figure out how much they should probably think about putting into this game, but still that's so that's ridiculous. You get a free thing. If you like find out about us early, it's like surprise. Yeah. That's, that's so hard to do. It's there's too many games coming out. It's not possible. I think, you know, no. and I happen to come across Freedom five. So I knew about coming, but luckily that one is not mechanically impactful to the game. Right. Um, and I think if you're going to do an early bird, I don't necessarily think that's a good way of going, honestly, but Having like the first seventy-two hours having some cosmetic thing that doesn't impact the gameplay, maybe I guess I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, Snow mentioned the things that you get only by following the game um, before the campaign begins. I don't like that because it requires you to follow some some news. Yeah, exactly. And like I I sign up for those those newsletters just so I get information to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. That's my main reason doing it. If it wasn't for that, I don't know if I'd sign for most of them, to be honest. Yeah. Um, oh, strategic pledges from Chip. There's another version of early board. That's a that's an interesting one. Uh, so, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, but that is the pledge from Chip Theory, where it's like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a ton of money. Yeah. I get the next X games for free that you guys make." I almost did that. You almost did that. I almost did that. Okay. And then I decided no. And honestly, I'm fantastically happy I didn't because <laughs> when too many bones originally dropped, I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. And I could do, I can get any game they ever produce again. This is going to be so cool because mm-hmm. they're, they're going to make awesome games. I don't own anything from Chip Theory Games. 
I don't either. It's just not, I just not my style. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong. I love the production quality. I think they actually do have good games, and I like the direction they go with their games. It's just not the direction I usually go in when I go to play games. So they just didn't appeal to my my tastes. Um, but it was, yeah, that's an interesting pledge level. I mean, imagine if like other games did, like Awaken Realms did something like that, where it's like, hey, for two grand, you can get this game and any other game we ever make. It's like, whoa. I mean, wow, that's that's out of control. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my standpoint is, as much as I like specific publishers, I think they make awesome games. I don't know if I want every game from a publisher necessarily. So that's not for me per se, but I can understand some people's excitement for it. Right. I mean, like, I don't have Great Wall, which is Awakened Realms' latest game that just Mm -hmm. came out, I think. Um, And it just wasn't a game that appealed to me. So It's co-op, though. Like, huh? It's co-op now. Did you hear yeah sad i learned about that a little bit late but so i'd like to maybe get a chance to play it i don't know again if i would still like it or not but who knows i mean and, and if i would have had the almighty like everything pledge that uh chip theory games did i would probably own it then because i guarantee you i probably would have thrown a, who knows how much cash at awaken realms just to get my everything pledge if they had one absolutely yeah snow mentioned the same thing he says i wouldn't back uh blindly back every game from they make even if you like the publisher which i agree on the same way for sure mm-hmm. yeah um <clears throat> so yeah it's another way of doing kind of early bird and it seems to be that all of these are trying to generate attention to the game right that's ultimately what you're trying to do trying to get that that upfront visibility to it mm-hmm. uh i i think i think there's also a part where we could talk about the the does this still exist after the game's produced, because um, I see this a little bit to an extent. I know um, in our Discord, Howard mentioned brought this up about, hey, if a game's on sale, you know, for a while, and then, and I miss that sale window, do I do I not stop buying a game because of that? Because I'm now paying more for the same product, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes down to that that psychology thing, which is really interesting. So that's why I have the poll going right now in our YouTube uh, live chat. So even if you don't want to comment, feel free to vote in that chat. I'm just curious, like people are happy what catches live what were your thoughts like if you miss that window does that prevent you from buying the game you have to pay more for it i i know from my standpoint it's not a happy moment per se but i as long as i can still get it i don't mind if i have to spend a little bit more for it that's just my now i'm just the opposite steve i really am i honestly i don't think there's any game back here that was on kickstarter that i didn't get from kickstarter I don't mm. think I went out of my way to try to pick up a game after it hit kick after it left Kickstarter. There probably is one. I can't think of what it is, um, but just because I it's it, it, it is tough for me because then I see that Kickstarter like there's a game out there I really want to try that I didn't get a chance to. It's called Life Form um, oh, by yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't back it and I because I think at the time when I originally looked at it, it didn't look like it was going to be like soloable, look competitive or something. Then later, of course, they did put a solo version out, but uh, it was already done. And I was like, dang, that'd really be fun to play. But then I look at the secondary market for it because you can't get it from the publisher. And it's just, I'm just like, I just don't want to pay that because I look at the price I could have got it for. And I'm like, that's just so hard to swallow that way. It it just really hurts. Um, and I was also thinking now, I know Kickstarter is a little bit different a platform because they don't have their game ready. But how does this really differ from people that are... Uh, doing like pre-order bonuses like mm-hmm. i mean there's games that do that for example if you saw my unboxing of dune secrets a uh, house of secrets i just put up 
I got two things because I pre-ordered the game. I got these like wooden chips and I got a whole pamphlet full of stuff that gave the backstory and the characters you're playing. And it also gave a way bigger map you can use. I mean, they were all cosmetic things because you can't really add gameplay to thing elements to a crime fighting type game. Like, cause it's, it's supposed to be in the same vein as detective, uh, the modern day crime story from portal games. Mm-hmm. So again, if I didn't, if I missed a pre-order on that, I'd probably still pick up the game because it wouldn't change what the game was, but sure. I really love the pre-order bonuses. I, I think they're fantastic. And so games that give you pre-order bonuses because they don't do Kickstarter. What's the difference in that? Yeah, I think that's probably the same vein, honestly. It's still a bonus, that's right? Kind of early. It's still mm-hmm. a window which you can get something additional that mm-hmm. after the fact you may miss out on for whatever reason. Maybe it's maybe it's more cost, maybe it's an actual gameplay product, which is the worst, right? Maybe it's game yeah. there's no mention that in the chat here earlier. The actual gameplay impact, that's that's the worst, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Nick's mentioned, he says, I think pre-order is more equal opportunity because the window probably isn't 24 or 48 hours, which is, you know, that's, which is true. That's right? very true. Yeah, right. for the, I know for the Dune one, it was like, I think they had it open for like a couple of weeks or something. I, I can't know the exact number, but I know it was longer than one day, for well, sure. Let's, let's, play, uh, let's play devil's advocate with that. Like, if there's an early bird for a Kickstarter, let's say the Kickstarter was a, a, a three-week campaign, and the first two weeks you got an early bird special, right? Early right. bird bonus, or the special, <laughs> early bird bonus, right, of some kind. Would that be acceptable? Is that like the same thing as a pre-order? I don't know. I mean, there's even one Kickstarters where it's like, okay, if you if you pledge for the Kickstarter before like the Kickstarter ends, yeah, magic fly. Um, then you you get like this extra miniature like character or whatever. So it, it now is the entire pledge, the entire right. campaign run of the Kickstarter. But once the Kickstarter ends and you go to late pledge, now you've missed out on it. Correct. So there's there there are other there's I've noticed there's so many different ways. There's that early bird twenty four hours. There's a seventy two hours, a forty eight hours, the whole, two weeks. There's the whole pledge. I mean, there's all different. It seems like there a lot of people have different ways of, again, driving that re- revenue that they need to get to show the producer that we got the money, we got the stuff, we're good to go. So there's always that. Um, it's, so yeah, there's all different ways to make this happen. The other thing I'm starting to see too is it's. It's the same product, but during the Kickstarter, if you pledge it while the Kickstarter campaign is actually live, it's a cheaper cost. And during the pledge, and during the PM the pledge manager after the Kickstarter campaign, the price goes up, right? Yeah. To maybe closer retail, maybe something between retail and, and Kickstarter. I don't know, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Isofarian Guard is doing that. If I remember, Isofarian Guard is just to the point where. Uh, you can still, I think it's open for another couple of weeks or something at their main pledge level. Then they're going to raise it to what the retail price will be. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's coming. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, at the end of this month, Isofarian Guard is jumping to the retail uh, level. So if you want to get in, in on that, back it before end of October 2021. You want to know how much I want to back that game? Did you not so back it bad. yet? Colin is. So he and I are planning to play it kind of together on the channel and things like that. Oh. So I... But I almost kind of want to get my own copy because I'm like, oh, I can, I want to have it. It looks might so want to. good. Um, speaking of that game, it's supposed to arrive tomorrow for me. Not going to. Which one? I said Vanguard. Guard. All right, I'm getting on a plane. So <laughs> I'm on a plane. <laughs> Come over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Nick, it's all FOMO for sure, for sure. Also, they're hitting Ill- birds where you get an increased price in PM. Yeah, that we just mentioned that exactly, exactly. So let's look at the poll real quick. I'm going to end the poll. So what you guys oh you know what it's 50 50 actually that's interesting <laughs> okay oh. so 
Yeah, I was curious if if that would prevent you from buying things or not, and uh, it's it's really hard to tell. Pretty close to fifty fifty. Uh, so would you not purchase a product if you missed an early bird bonus? No, fifty five percent, and yes, forty four. So pretty even. Pretty even. That's interesting. It's pretty even. I think a lot of it again then has to come down to what was it? Yeah. Was it a foil card that's gonna make a guy look cooler? Or was it a complete, like, was it the medic who is a complete game character that you can play and use in the game? Is that what you're missing out on? There's, they, I think that has to do a lot with what is the early bird. Yeah, if it's gameplay for sure. And then even, even if it's gameplay, if it's a monetary difference, right? A large monetary difference. Like for me, 10, 15 bucks, it's fine, right? If it was closer to 30 bucks, then okay. Now, now I'm in the no zone potentially, right? So there's a lot of depends in there, but I was just curious what people said. Now, I've been thinking about this. It's not what we do normally, but like, what's the purpose of an early bird? It is to get people interested in the game up front, ready to back it right away, the first few days, right? Now, the current trend is the news doesn't get dropped until the day or even the an hour after the Kickstarter goes live, right? You see all the reviewers, content creators, they drop the videos then, right? And there's normally or sometimes even a, like an a, a, a information embargo, so we can't share anything until that happens. And there's a lot of different ways it can be done. But if that was changed, like if you said, okay, you know what, let's have the con some content creators, instead of dropping on that day, just do a day or two before, right? So people have time to watch the video and see what it's about and get excited about it. And then when the Kickstarter launches on that, on that hour, would that ge generate a big effect of people backing it? Because honestly, some of it is just a delay mechanism where this launch, I don't have time to look at right now, I'll look in the next couple of days, and then I'll go back and go and back it. I don't know. Just an idea. It's it, That one's hard because if I saw a video a couple of days beforehand and it's set up like, oh, and click on this link right here to go to the Kickstarter and there's it's not ready yet. That's true. Would I go back to watch the video to try to find that link? Or would I just say like, and watch and be like, oh yeah, that game was really cool. I'll move on to the other video and another video and watch another video while I'm, maybe I decide to paint. So now I watch another video and another video. And then I totally forget about that. Like, and all of a sudden next thing I know, it's like, oh, that's right. There was that game. I forgot about that. Now, I think the flip to that is on Kickstarter, even if you see the preview page, there's a way to say, hey, notify me on launch, right? So right. that does make sense. I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah. So there's an answer there. Um, I don't know. Does Game GameFound have the same thing? I think they do. I'm I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt they do. Pretty sure what they, they really need is an app. Is what they need. Because you don't know how many times I get that Kickstarter app on my phone and go, "Ooh, what's there?" Definitely. Yeah. Where GameFound needs an app so I can hit it and go, "Ooh, what?" Well, actually, I'm kind of glad they don't, or I'd probably have already backed about three or four more games on GameFound. <laughs> hey Ryan, welcome. He's no war. The war. You can watch it late. That's fine. Catch up. Uh, hey Nick. So Nick said content creators don't usually mention early birds anyway. I think that's true. And I think that yeah. can, can have to do with when the video is created, especially with VODs, um, mm -hmm. pre-made up front. Uh, this is, can be done up to a week or two weeks before the Kickstarter drops, right? To edit that video, that information may not even be known exactly right or might not even be shared with content creators. So, I mean, honestly, there's, there's a lot of questions around that, right? The, if you do things closer to the live drop, like if you did a live stream on that day of then you know it'd be easier to mention it, right? I know, unfortunately, for Keep the Hears Out, when we did our live stream, it took me uh, about a week after launch to to uh, get it on stream because I had other things going on. I had time to read and play it through it and understand myself. Unfortunately, that was after the 72-hour windows. So I couldn't oh. mention, like, hey, go back this now, right? So it is really hard from a content creator's perspective to 
drop content within that period to have enough time for you to not only see the content, but also respond within that window. It's really, really hard to do. So I think that's probably a big factor why it's not mentioned a lot. So Mel mentioned GameFound has Notify 2 like Kickstarter and sometimes offers $5 credit if you sign up for Notice. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I've gotten the $5 credit for like, I think Nemesis. Um, trying to think if there's another one I got on there where I got five. I think my if I did Robinson Crusoe, I think I got five bucks off because I did it early kind of thing. So I think that's probably the best, right? It's just five bucks. It's not huge, but it's something, right? Just something mm-hmm. to keep you interested. That's probably maybe the best way of doing it as opposed to and another good thing for early bird stuff when it comes to the producers again is the fact like you're saying getting the thing out the door how many of those kickstarters or game founders have you seen where it says like hey if we get 1000 facebook likes we get 1000 like uh board game geek likes things like this all of a sudden that first day like you said you get this huge influx for that free product and boom on top of that that extra push on all those different social media platforms from all the people that have already backed it that really helps a lot as opposed to people that maybe are on the fence, not sure kind of thing. Now they know they want, you want, you want it to succeed. So they've already pushed it. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. The social goals, right? Yeah. Like leverage those social goals instead of doing a gameplay or cosmetic implication to the game, right? To, to get yeah. that, that news that people talking about more. That's just true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's to, to get fully funded hype early to build FOMO. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. you're right now. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah trying to get that fomo trying to be able to jump on well look this is look how many people are backing this i need to look into this for more right yeah. uh, if it's only even only got a little bit of attention or hasn't backed or funded in the first four hours people you know, might forget about it because there's just there's always something new around the corner to draw attention away from this stuff and always things to forget right and that's why if you look at all the uh content that generally gets made it's all about new games right because there's always something new to, to draw attention to but sometimes it's good to come back to old games too so Snow mentioned for for five or fifteen dollar discount um, is okay in her eyes. So it's either just a discount or stuff for free I can buy anyway. That is what I wanted to talk about. I don't have other talking points I want to bring up. I think it's a weird it's a weird issue, and I I feel kind of I don't know. I understand why it's done. I don't think it affects my buying purchases as much personally. I know Barrett, you said it does for you. Yes and no. Um, yes, it no. doesn't most of the time when it comes to actually the Kickstarter. It'd be cool to get all the stuff. The thing it really, I think, really, I think the part that really hurts me is when it, I miss the game completely, and then just the actual like cost of it goes up excrement. Steve, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, trying to buy it after Kickstarter when it's really expensive is not my deal. I'm not a big fan of that. But usually, anything inside of Kickstarter, I will. Even if I miss the day one thing, I'll still at least give. I'll give it a big look and really think about it. And most of the time, if it's a game I'm really interested in, I've probably already knew it was coming and have already instantly backed it. Yeah, and Snow mentioned that uh, could be a main reason the Kickstarter is catch people early. Usually, doesn't fun, which is true. Some of them, well, can be true. I'd say. Because I know the 48-hour mark, you get to get a big boost too. So you, generally, in the first first two days and last two days, you get the that's where you get hit. And then, like you said earlier, snow um, there's a lot of silence. There's a very slow growth uh, in between that. And so mm-hmm. trying to capture those ends and trying to get the most you can during those those points where people are really checking out are super important. So, which is interesting because the 48-hour mark is when those notifications come out. So it. It seems to imply, getting back to her, my comment earlier about, could you do this earlier and set notifications? You might be able to make it work. But it sounds like 
only when you get notified of this launching, uh, people tend to back it. It's not a whole lot of people come back in the middle of the campaign to back a project, not generally. Well, not as many, put that way. Okay, that's all we had to discuss today. You guys are awesome on chat. Baron, thanks for joining. Love having you here. It's always great to be here, Steve. Thank you very much for everybody in the chat. Love to hear from you all. It's amazing to have the support that we do. I love doing these things. And then you're the guys that you are the people that make it fun for us. So thanks for joining. We'll see you at the next stop. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.